Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. Today, it's just me and my co-host, Scott Farrow, again. We've got this stomach bug that's going around. We were supposed to have one of our highly anticipated guests on today. Unfortunately, one of their family members um, caught that stomach bug, man, and uh, we had to reschedule last minute. So it's just the two of us again today. Scott, how are you doing on this fine Friday, my man? I'm doing well. You and I, uh, we sat off camera for a while trying to come up with what we wanted to talk about today. But then it kind of occurred to us, we get a lot of questions about uh, success and things like of that sort um, and what leads to success in this business. And we thought we would just share our experience of what we see successful people doing. Um, and we thought that that was something that we could talk about for a couple minutes and share some good light on maybe some, some things to add to our listeners' schedules. Yeah, so really hitting the emphasis on successful daily habits, daily you know, routines, actions of successful real estate professionals, you know, agents, investors alike. I think there's a lot of overlap anyway. It's just the activities that you're doing as each professional is a little bit different. So I think it'll be a good episode to get out there for those uh, listeners who are already agents, investors, or those also, as always, looking to maybe uh, get into the field. So yeah, should, should be a good one. I know an episode that we wanted to reference that will kind of be tying in throughout this episode is I don't remember what number it may have been 40 or something like that I think it was like way 30, after 36 36 uh, scheduling and calendaring so we got a lot of good feedback on that episode if you guys are listening to this right now and you haven't gone back to listen to that episode I think that would be really helpful as a good tie-in kind of sister episode to what we're going to be talking about today yeah well let's just jump right into it um Kate and I have you know, obviously found our own levels of success, but we're really not going to be basing this just off of what we do. We're going to be talking more broadly about what we see the other really successful agents doing, both in our office, other offices, in meetup groups that we know, um, and kind of even the people that we see at the highest levels in this industry who are on social media, what we are seeing they're doing, right? Yeah. For, first and foremost, the first thing I think about is as a real estate professional, as an agent, as an investor, you've got to have, it's essential to have some sort of structure in your day, right? Obviously, we are self-employed individuals. Typically, as an agent or an investor, you are not reporting to a boss. You're not clocking in on a timesheet, right? So right. it is super important to be disciplined enough to have structure in your day, first and foremost, because if there's no structure in the habits and the activities that you're doing, you're really not going to get anywhere. And I know I've been victim of that yeah, um, plenty too. of times uh, over and over, and it really just comes down to the overarching importance of having some structure in your day. Because yeah. when you're not reporting to somebody else, you're reporting to yourself, right? So you've got to have that structure in your day. Yeah. You know, if you're not in a in a nine to five or in a job where you have a boss to hold you accountable, yeah, you definitely need to be some kind of a routine. There has to be something guiding your day, you know, each step of the way. That would be stuff happening in the morning, stuff happening during the day, things that happen after your work hours. Like there's got to be some kind of structure or else especially if you become successful and the different things pulling you different directions. 
Um, you know, you're going to have a lot of people wanting to meet with you. You're going to have deals that need to close. You're going to have prospects you need to follow up with, family that you need to have, you know, spend time with. If you don't have some kind of structure, you're not going to really be able to guide yourself through just your normal day. Yeah. And that that's an important point. So getting your day started, we'll start at the beginning of the day. I know a, a lot of you listening probably see and hear of a lot of big investors or agents doing this. A lot of them will tell you this is kind of how to set the pace for your day. I know both of us do something similar at the beginning of our day. And essentially that's some sort of task list, right? Some sort of checklist, something where you're looking on paper, looking on a screen. Okay, this is what I need to get done today. This is the order of importance that needs to get done in. And what can be possibly pushed off for tomorrow if stuff pops up? What are the big important things that need to get done? That way you're starting off your day knowing what what your actually what your day is going to actually consist of right yeah because i know both of us have been guilty of one coming in the morning and being like okay what am i gonna do what what am i why am i here what am i doing here today and more often <laughs> uh, than not and especially now sometimes we're guilty of it but yeah I especially think on fridays <laughs> especially on fridays so i think that's an important point something that's good and structured for those of you out there um, as real estate professionals, you may be doing this already, but having a specific sort of checklist, task list, whatever you want to call it, yeah. making sure that <clears throat> sets the tone for the day of what you're going to get done. Yeah, I'm going to tag along on that. A lot of the really successful people we see as well, regardless of if they consider themselves a morning person or not, start in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the successful people in an office are the first people there, typically. And the reason I think that is, is because a lot of the people that are coming in early are coming in early because it's a routine, not because they felt great that morning, you know, and to be really successful in this business, you need to be able to, you know, hit just as hard on your off days as you do on your on days, right? And you need to be able to have the consistency that even if I woke up and I didn't feel great because I was doing something yesterday, or maybe I'm a little under the weather, you're still going to show up, right? So if your schedule is I'm going to show up at 7.30 at the office, you're still going to show up at 7.30. And from 7.30 to 8, they're still going to figure out what their tasks are for the day that need to get done and what can be pushed if needed. And then they get going, right? They're not rolling in at 10.30, you know, or whenever they want, right? Um, because there's some form of a calendar or a structure, whatever you want to call it. So essentially, they also always start early, right? They get a jump on the day. That's something that we've really noticed a lot as time has gone on. Yeah. And after getting a jump start in your day right now, as a real estate professional, depending on where you, where you're at in your business, if you are, you know, someone like we bring up, we bring them up all the time, but somebody like Jason, who, where you've got a team built out, under you already, your day is going to be structured differently than an agent or an investor who is not as far along, right? So right after getting this structured in the morning, most typically what we see is most beneficial and the best thing to structure your morning with after that is your lead generating activities and your follow-up, right? Your prospecting and your follow-up. And I can talk about the reason at least Personally, I mean, we were taught that way. We were trained that way to make your calls in the morning. You sit down. 
um, un, unbothered, right? Turning your phone off and you're prospecting from nine to 11 every single morning, right? Prospecting right. and follow up. The reason for that, and I'll talk on my personal experience a little bit, and I'm glad we were taught that way. And that's kind of the mainstream way of doing things, right? If, you know, you get all that done in the beginning of the day, then, you know, you have your lunch and then the afternoon is scheduled for appointments, which we'll get into a little bit later. But what I typically find is if I, you know, push off and I'm lazy and I'm like, no, you know, I'll get my follow-up done or my prospecting done and I'll make my calls in the afternoon. If I'm strolling in back from lunch, I'm a little tired, just finished a good meal, you know, and I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm not really feeling like making my calls. And it's a lot easier to push off your calls if you've set them, if you've set up to make them in the afternoon instead of in the morning, getting them done when your energy is usually the highest in the, in the beginning of the day. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, really the key here is that you have a consistent schedule to do the things that you don't want to do, right? Because what the success that comes in this business, again, comes from consistency over time, doing the things that we know work. And so, you know, we would always say that the two most important things in your business are prospecting and follow up. And so we're doing that up front and then there's easier stuff after, right? So you try to get your inspections, your appointments, your other stuff, right? Or even the stuff that's not fun, like your financials, you're still going to do it in the afternoon, but those aren't things that you have to do necessarily every day the same way. The things that you'd have to do every day the same way are the things that you're going to do in the morning, right? So the things that get your business started all the way up through lunch. And I think the other thing that you mentioned that was really good is that the people who are really successful also, I've noticed, shut their door or they put on like a, a sign on their chair or they'll do anything to say prospecting, do not disturb. And it's like they keep their head down and they grind for that you know couple hours, right? And they could be the most friendly person, but in those hours, they're there to work and they don't let anybody interfere, right? And I think that's a really important boundary that they set to help facilitate getting their calls done. Now, in the one exception that I know you're going to agree with me on for prospecting in the afternoon is going to be door knocking. If you're setting aside time to prospect and lead generate with door knocking... Don't go in the morning. Do not go in the mornings. One, if you're going during the week, the majority of people aren't going to be home, right? You set aside your door knocking time from you know, four to six, five to seven, right? Later in that afternoon where people are coming home, you're going to be able to hit more doors and, and that sort of thing. So outside of door knocking, get your lead generation and follow up done in the morning. Be unbothered, put up your sign, right? right. And get your calls done. It's going to be a, a whole lot easier for you to get that those uh, calls and stuff like that done in the morning. Yeah. Well then, okay, so let's talk about some other stuff. So one of the other things that I noticed, really successful people in the business, because they follow up a lot and because they prospect a lot, they go on a lot of appointments. And it's hard and impressive to go on a lot of appointments consistently over a period of time, right? Because you might have a week that you pop off and you do a whole bunch. But the thought process is, if you're not really experienced, the thought process is, I'm going to spend all this time preparing for the appointment, going on the appointment, that I'm not going to be prospecting and following up to set my appointments for the following week, right? So they do a really good job of balancing after they get back from lunch. They have all their appointments in the afternoon, and they either prepped it the day before when they had time or they prep it then. 
and they get very good at prepping for appointments quickly. And when they go on the appointments, making sure that they're only going on appointments that are worth going on. They don't just go anywhere just for anything, right? So they're asking questions up front. Hey, if we come up to a solution today, are you ready to sign a contract? That doesn't necessarily dictate whether they're going to go or not, but it sets a standard for if they're going to take that appointment right now, or if they're not, maybe there's something that's stopping them from taking your sale either way. And then it's not worth you driving an hour, you know, in total just to go to a property that's never going to sell, right? Yeah. And I want to emphasize real quick too, that we're not saying there's necessarily a right or wrong way to do it. But when you see a blueprint of successful real estate professionals and it's structured similarly to this and what we're talking about, they've got to be doing something right. right. Now, that's not to say that things pop up here and there, right? You may, as a real estate agent, you may have to do real estate photo, li- listing photos, you know, in the morning on a Wednesday instead of in the afternoon, right? Because of, uh, you know, your seller schedule or the photographer's schedule or whatever it is, right? And that is the blessing of being in this industry, right? Is that you can be very flexible. Now it's then on you to, okay, crap, Wednesday morning, I'm going to miss my prospecting because I've got to be at listing photos. That's something I can't change. Wednesday afternoon, I know that I'm going to need to do my my prospecting and follow up in the afternoon. And it is what it is, right? right? So Again, not necessarily one right or wrong way to do things, you know, having your appointments in the afternoon and doing this, right? But we're talking on the structure that we see most taught, that we see most in action. And if all of these successful real estate professionals, agents, investors are doing something similar, then there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Right. I think everybody's constantly looking for the secret for success Mm -hmm. and the secret has been and will always be, there is no secret. To become successful, you just need to work consistently for a long period of time doing the things that have been proven to work. And it's that simple. And I think that everybody thinks that there's some secret sauce, right? That they're going to just stumble upon one day when they go to the right meetup. And at the end of the day, the answer just comes down to, have you taken what you're seeing successful people do and applied it to your own life, right? Yeah, we yesterday afternoon we had uh, I I had one of the commercial agents Kevin come into the office and we were talking a little bit, and we were we were talking about just that you know why are successful people as successful as they are, and we were talking about half of the fifty percent at least, but probably even more, but half of the battle to finding success in this business in the real estate space is just showing up. You've got to show up and two, it, which it leads into do the work, right? And like you mentioned, which is especially important, is do it consistently, right? It, again, like you were saying, I love the term, there's no, there's no secret sauce. Everyone's out here like, oh, what, what's the best way to do this? How, how do I jumpstart my success as an agent, as an investor? You know, what list should I be buying? All this and the other. And you've got to go back to the basics, show up, do the work and do the work consistently. Right. It's not that hard. And I think what the secret sauce that they might, what you might imply could be the secret sauce is that there's ways to uh, jumpstart the education process on finding what the successful people are doing. 
But there's no real successful person who's going to say that you can just on day one pick up and do what they're doing. What they will say is that, okay, here's what I do. I clock in then, I do this, and then I do this, and then I pull this specific list. I call them and I say this specific thing. But all they're teaching you is what we're talking about right now, which is showing up on time every day, 99% of the days you're doing lead generation, lead follow-up, lunch, appointment prep, appointments, right? Yeah. And there's going to get a point in your life where your lunches are appointments, right? (laughs) So you're going to go right from all of your lead generation. Then you're going on a lunch, which is an appointment. And then you're coming out of that and you're doing uh, escrow, right? Current business stuff. And then you're doing more appointments. And then your evenings might even turn into more appointments, right? So now you're seeing, okay, this could be a full-time eight-hour job that's going to pay me way more than a nine-to-five that still leaves flexibility because you make your own schedule, but it's a lot of work. And it's a lot of work consistently. And I think that's another point that I want to make. And it kind of ties into a guest we had on uh, a while ago is this job is very, very hard to do part time. And it's very hard to find success in this business doing it part time. Now, that's not to say that we both don't know successful agents I can think of off the top of my head. And also, I'm sure some investors who do this part time and have a normal nine to five or a normal job where they are bringing in the majority of their income, right? And as parents, right? A lot of people we know are also parents. They've got families. It can, shit happens with kids, school, you know, all this stuff where it can be very hard to narrow in a good, consistent routine and habits to still find success in this business, even with the mayhem of having kids and having a family. Right. Right. And I'll link back to another episode that we had on with our old team member, uh, Ashley Ashley. full who talked about exactly that, how to manage and and be a successful agent while still being a full-time mom and being involved in all the realtor extracurriculars and stuff like that. And I think another good episode and a good guest who we're planning to have on, uh, Morgan is going to be another great episode to kind of talk about still how to find success and be structured with your day and with your activities, even with all the mayhem of having kids and a family and and all this stuff going on. Right. So the overarching point I kind of wanted to make there was, again, like you had mentioned, we have the freedom to make our own schedule. It can be very hard for things to pop up here and there and for your calendar just to go haywire. But at the end of the day, to find success in this business, you've still got to be disciplined enough to make the time, however it is you're going to do it for those lead generating activities, the follow up and going on appointments, because without any of that, you don't have a business. Well, let's talk. There's a couple other things that you and I really, really think about. One thing would be uh, we really consider back on track. One of the other things that we really support is going to be the education process, right? Oh, so 100%. you and I always are talking to people, trying to figure out what new people are doing, what people who are doing really well are doing. Uh, we're listening to podcasts. We're trying to figure out you know, where can we improve? And I think that's another thing that we've noticed really high performing, really successful agents do that more than even the new agents, right? They don't spend more time, you know, in education, right? Because they're not having to learn the basics, but they're going out of their way to fly out of town to go meet with people around the country who are doing what they want to do. And they're taking advice from those people. That's something that I think is 
It's a non-negotiable if you want to be really successful. And we've gone out of town for meetups and we've found a lot of success from that. Well, and let's talk about that too, the the education aspect and tying it in. I'm going to, again, reference another great episode we had with Pace Morby. And one of the things he talked about was the term duality. Yeah. And I think that is especially important, a essential habit to a successful real estate professional is when you're out driving to your appointments, if you've got, no matter how far the distance is, you know, 15 minutes here, 20 minutes here, if you're driving out, we're in Fresno to Madeira, 45 minutes, right? Instead of sitting there and listening to music or just kind of lolly gagging around when you're driving, throw on a podcast, throw on, you know, a YouTube video that you can sit there and listen to and help build your skills while you're driving to that appointment. I know we've mentioned this multiple times. We'll throw on when you, we're on our way to an appointment to help refresh and put us in the right mindset to get that thing freaking signed and closed. We'll throw on Never Split the Difference, the audiobook, while we're driving over there just to help continue to build and hone in our skills. And if you're already driving, why not? And why not just throw in your education aspect there? I think that term of duality, doing two things overlapping that you can do at once is huge yeah huge the other big uh form of education is meetups and the great thing is you're hitting duality in meetups because you're networking and you're educating and so at the same time you might not be learning a ton but you might bump into somebody who then mentions something that teaches you how to find your next deal right and at the same time you've now built a relationship with another successful agent or somebody who might not be as successful as you and now you can help them yeah. Which leads me to my next thought. Uh-huh. Really, really successful people also give a lot for free. The idea of the go-giver that we just talked about a couple episodes ago is extremely pertinent. I don't care who you are or what you think about really successful people. From my personal experience, the people in our Fresno industry for real estate give so much information. You could easily create a seven-figure business just based off of what they've told you. Mm-hmm. And... The people who give the most information are the successful ones. You know, they are not gatekeeping. Yeah. And I want to backtrack a little bit to the meetup and the the networking aspect. And I think one of the most important things you can do to become a successful real estate professional is surround yourself with like-minded people, right? That is a huge trait and a huge attribute of successful real estate professionals, whether you're going on lunch appointments and networking with other professionals that way, surrounding yourself with like-minded, successful people who are doing what you want to be doing, which I think is the most important thing. We get we get that at meetups, surrounding ourselves with like-minded individuals, other investors, you know, investors you may, you know, down the line get a deal from or end up doing a joint venture deal with, right? right? Surrounding yourself with the right people is huge. We've talked about, I think it was in a book episode or you know some other episode way back when, when we talked about you are a culmination of the five people you spend the most, the, time, the most, around. The most time around, right? And the most time with. So if you're surrounding yourself with people who are not like-minded, who do not have similar goals as you, who are not looking to be successful and high-performing, then you're absorbing all that. Most likely you're not going to be 
end up being successful and and high achieving and doing what you want to be doing. You've got to get that inner circle and even all your outer circle dialed in with who you're surrounding yourself with. Right. You know, kind of the inverse point is that I have also noticed that, you know, people that do really well, uh, they also cut out a lot of the bad influences in their life. Like there's a reason why there's so many memes online about like, uh, you know, the entrepreneur, you know, posting that they're waking up at like four <laughs> and they're doing all this stuff is because they live, you know, they kind of live an interesting lifestyle to a lot of people. And a lot of the people that really trash some of these, you know, certain aspects, right? Like waking up early, um, having a very specific morning routine, being very diligent with your time. It's probably because they've been cut out by the successful people who decided that I can't be around this person to continue to be the person that I want to be, right? Yeah, and we've heard that from even professionals who are bigger than us, right? Where the people may be your employees, right? right. Where an, an employee just might not be the right fit. We've both had this pop up with turnover with our callers who are lead generating for us, right? At, at the end of the day, it's a business. If you, We have both been in a situation where some of our callers just have not been performing up to our standards. And for our investment that we are putting into our lead generation, it's important to have the right people behind you in your business, working on your business to help you succeed. Right. right. So whether it's cutting people out of your inner circle, whether it's, you know, doing a different hire with an employee or, you know, what are you spending your free time doing? Who are you spending it with? Are you going out and to these meetups and talking with other high performing, successful individuals who are doing what you want to be doing? Or are you going out and spending time, you know, doing who knows what, right? So I think a huge aspect of what we're talking, talking about today is all that ties into the habits and the structure of successful real estate professionals. Yeah. I think one of the last things that was, you know, that I've really seen a lot of uh, came down to uh, systems. Really, really successful people. They don't spend as much time working on following up and things like that. Um, they'll do their lead generation, their lead follow up, their appointments, right? But when they're not doing that, they're working on how do I build a system that makes this faster, better, smoother, cleaner, less, you know, less people falling through the cracks. Right. And I think that is something where you start seeing highly successful, high, crazy morning, highly successful people. Uh, they are developing a business, whereas people that are just doing this part time or whatever, they're doing it as a hobby. That is a super important point, and I'm glad you brought it up because it it comes back to the you know the mantra of as a real estate professional working on your business instead of in your business, right? And when you are a new investor or a new agent, you know you you have to work in your business, right? You've got to do all these all these things to start to build your business up. But I'm glad you brought up systems because as soon as you start to see a little bit of that success and your success starts to snowball in into bigger and better, it is super important to start to set up those systems in place to where you can, boom, delegate this or boom, hire an assistant or boom, start to build out your team, right? And having those systems built in place to where it is easy to plug and play 
And for you to go out and work on your business instead of in your business is huge. That's a defining trait of how we see people either succeed or fail. All of our yeah. successful people we know, real estate professionals, agents, investors alike, they've got those systems in place. So that's a super, super good point. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things too that you mentioned is when you first start, you take up every seat in your business. You're the marketer, the CFO, the CEO, you're the uh, deal closer, the deal acquisitions, uh, dispositions, you're everything, right? As you develop your business, right? And you start closing one deal a month, two deals a month, three deals a month, four deals a month. And you have, you know, some months that are more and some months that are less. You know, really successful people take the risk to hire on the right people to take over certain tasks. And typically the higher people that are better at it than they are, right? So let's be honest, a lot of people who are super, super successful in our industry, not super good financial uh, managers, right? So they bring on high level you know, uh, CPAs, or they'll bring on a high level, uh, financial advisor who's there to help guide them through their business. They bring on a bookkeeper because they're not good at keeping track of receipts and spending. Right. And all they get down to is then what they're good at, which is they just look at the, you know, key KPIs and they make decisions off of that. But there was risk to get there because you have to pay to get the people to help make your business grow. hundred percent. It, and one, one other important point I want to make before we wrap up here soon is going back to what we were talking about, where it can be difficult to have that discipline and structure as a self-employed individual, especially if you're not part of a team, right? Especially right. if you're not working for or with somebody else. And for those agents or, or investors out there who find it hard to do that, I can attest to one, if you are with a brokerage or you know a company that has other people in the office and you have a chance to be in the office go be in the office both of us act as accountability partners for each other it is a lot easier when you know you're holding yourself accountable and holding somebody else accountable find somebody in your office find another agent that you can connect with have accountability that way because it can be very easy to fall into the trap of being lazy not having structure and not doing the things you need to be doing in order to be a successful real estate professional. So last tip I wanted to, to throw in there was if you are struggling with that or foresee yourself, you know, needing some sort of accountability, find somebody in the office to do that for you. Uh, makes it a heck of a lot easier. And speaking from personal experience, it's a lot easier to do it that way than to just be on your own and fall into that laziness trap. Well, that essentially wraps it up. That that hits all the major points of the successful people that we see both as investors, agents, lenders, brokers, pretty much everybody in our industry. Um, and I would probably guess that everybody in every industry that's super successful follows some level of these rules. Um, if you guys like the podcast, give it a thumbs up. We rarely ask for anybody to subscribe or comment. And I realize that maybe we should do more. Um, so if you guys are liking these episodes, we have some great guests coming up. Please show some love helps us get better people on the podcast and we are going to see you guys next week. And please, please, please. If you guys have any feedback on what you want to hear, what you want to learn more about Scott and I sat here this morning for 30 minutes, scratching our heads as to what we haven't talked about and what we wanted to talk about to bring value to you guys. So anything that you want to hear about, 
you want more information on, please hit us up and give us that feedback. That helps us provide more value to you. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week.